Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God, both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. Welcome back to The Greater Work Podcast as we finish our series, Frustrated at Work. I've saved this message for last because, frankly, it's going to startle you. But when we read the Word of God, as it is, our lives should always be disrupted. Here's the truth. Jesus experienced frustrations during his life and in fulfilling his calling. Yes, Jesus, the Son of God, experienced frustrations as he worked and fulfilled his calling. And I want to take a look at each one of these frustrations so that we can learn how we can apply his behavior to our work experience. First thing. Uh, in Luke 2, it shows us that Jesus got frustrated as a young man because he desired to be about his father's business. In Luke 2, verses 46 through 51, it says, Finally, after three days, they found Jesus in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. They asked him, Child, why have you done this to us? His mother asked. Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you looking for me? Jesus responded. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand the statement that he was making to them. And then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to his parents. As crazy as it may seem, Jesus' parents were traveling home from Jerusalem when they realized that he was not with their traveling party. Instead, he was still in Jerusalem at the temple, locked in discussion with the teachers of the day. Although Jesus was destined to be Savior of the world, he still had to walk out a process of becoming the Savior. When asked why he didn't travel back with his family, Jesus' response shows that he was eager to get moving with the plans on his life, and he thought it would be a good start for him to be in the temple as opposed to following his family back to the carpentry business. As frustrated as he was in that moment of life, it says that he was obedient to his parents. Although we may be experiencing frustrations in our career, especially if we sense that God has other plans for us down the road, we still need to submit where we're at and to whom we are assigned to. Next, I want to look at Jesus' frustration with the religious leadership. Look, Jesus had an interesting relationship with the leaders of Judaism. The very leaders of the religion, which, by the way, was started by his father, they thought that they knew better than both he and his father when it came to handling religious matters. In one instance, in Matthew 22, we find Jesus being questioned about his belief on taxes. Verses 17 and 18, it says, So tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew the evil intent of their heart and said, You hypocrites, why are you testing me? There are times when Jesus was frustrated with the leadership that was supposed to be representing his father. He knew what was in their hearts and he understood where it was coming from. And he was not afraid to address and challenge it head on. Like Jesus, when our leadership is frustrating us in the workplace, we need to be like him and answer their questions. And along with that, we need to help them to understand the bigger picture and get them to realize that their questions may have bigger implications than what they realize. Like Christ, we honor the title of our leaders in the workplace, but we also understand that they are human as well and subject to a sinful nature. Jesus was frustrated with his disciples as well. Mark 9 tells us of an account when Jesus and the disciples arrived at home in Capernaum. Verses 33 through 35 says, He asked them, What were you discussing along the way? But they were silent, 
for on the way they were arguing about which one of them would be the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. The very ones that had a front row seat to the kingdom of God in action were also the ones that frustrated Christ from time to time. Jesus detested pride and arrogance, and he still does to this day. When faced with a petty argument from his disciples, he addressed it straight on. In this instance, the disciples may have thought that they were going to be given exclusive privileges to becoming great in this world and in the kingdom of God. Instead, Jesus jolted them by letting them know that greatness is determined by godly servitude. We all have co-workers that proclaim their aspirations and how great they are or how great they will become. And with that, they will discuss all the material wealth that will accompany their greatness. However, like Christ, we have the honor of demonstrating that true greatness in the corporate world isn't about how much we obtain. It's about how much we share and how much we serve. As the expression goes, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Jesus was also frustrated with his own country, the nation of Israel. In Matthew 23, right after Jesus received intel that Herod was after him to kill him, he became frustrated at how God's elect had been treating the ones that had been sent to them to help them. Verse 37 says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those sent to her, how often I have longed to gather your children together as hens gather their chicks under their wings. Realize that you may have clients and co-workers that you've done everything imaginable to help them with their challenges, but they won't accept it. And as a result, like what Jesus experienced, you become frustrated at their rejection. And it's unbelievable. In like manner, when we have done everything that we can for our co-workers and for our clients, and nothing seems good enough, don't take it personal. Pray for them and be willing to accept them if they change, but also be willing to move on and find those that will be receptive to you. Lastly, and this one can happen to all of us from time to time, Jesus got frustrated even with his father. In Mark 14, it says that we find Jesus praying all night in the Garden of Gethsemane. Verses 34 through 36, it says, Then Jesus said to them, My soul is consumed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour would pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. Jesus at this moment was facing the reason he came to earth, to redeem mankind through his life. Frustrated at the plan that would lead to his death, Christ asked God to fulfill the plan of redemption through other means, something that wouldn't involve his death. However, Christ realized that there was no other way around it. He had to do it. He had to give up his life as a ransom for both you and I. Again, there may be times in your career and calling that God asks you to suffer for the greater good. It will take a mature Christian to endure hardship. But as Christ declared, not my will be done, we too must bow down to God and fulfill his purpose for our professional life. If you're experiencing frustrations in the workplace, my friend, realize you're not alone. Hebrews 4 verses 15 tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way just as we are, yet he didn't sin. When we are frustrated, we can go to Christ with our frustrations in the workplace and receive his love and power to overcome those frustrations without sinning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you not only for sending your son to be our deliverer, our savior, and our brother, but we thank you that he had a chance to experience humanity. And Lord, we thank you that you were willing to do this, and this was a huge sacrifice for you. We know this, and we thank you that you were tempted in all points, just as we are. So Father, we come to you right now with the frustrations that we're experiencing in our workplace, whether it's the people, the places, the things, whatever it is, 
Father, we come to you and we lay this down at your feet and we ask you, help us with our frustrations. If it's our motives being off, help us to realign this with your plan. But if we're dealing with someone that is difficult, we pray for them that they would learn who you are and that they would embrace your love. If it's a workplace dilemma, Father, we ask that you give us the peace that we need to overcome and conquer this obstacle. And if it's just a general frustration because we're tired of what we've been experiencing over and over again, I pray that you would renew our strength like the eagles. And also with this, if it's time for us to leave and this season has been accomplished and fulfilled in your plan, then move us on in your time and in your way. Father, we thank you that we can come to you in everything, with anything. And we ask that you would help us to grow closer to you while we're experiencing these frustrations. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.